4: All right. Market rallies. We've got to talk a little bit about the market rally. I jump on it, rightfully so, to point out that we are not only in a recession, but we are towards a depression. Depends on what your earning is when you feel it. As you're going to hear in the news, the dollar is strong. It just doesn't buy as much. They want you to believe that you're the cleanest, dirty shirt when compared to the other currencies in the world, which are all filthy. However... When you're working your ass off, you go to the store, and your dollar doesn't go as far, really doesn't matter if Jim Cramer and his wife, Trader, tell you the dollar's strong. Reality is Joe Biden has done the kind of economic destruction to this country that only puts a smile on the Chinese Communist Party, who bribed him to do so. When the market rallies on rumor, this is how you can tell a bear market versus a bull market. In a bear market, the market rallies rallies on rumors not fact in a bull market the market rallies on fact and often rallies even more on rumors this is a bear market it's a dead cat bounce and you can tell this by the volume which is less than half of the average daily volume in the dow jones and it rallies 435 points why well, it's a certain manipulation. There's certain stock buybacks. There's options expiring. There's all kinds of things. But this is not a bull market. This is not a turnaround. Joe Biden is a moron, a feeble-minded fool, and he proved it yet again today. Even Dr. Jill recognized it.
5: <laughs> Joe, honestly, everybody stood with Joe. <laughs>
4: Isn't it funny? Our president's an idiot. Isn't it funny? Barack Obama and his bodyguard, Michelle Obama, were back in the White House, and he wanted to put some lipstick on this pig.
6: You have guided us through some perilous times. You've built on and gone beyond the work we all did together.
4: Man, this is funnier than a Welcome Back, Cotter episode. Do you believe he's saying this with a straight face? Well, he did sell you that Affordable Care Act, which raised your premiums 400%, morons. To expand health care, to fight
6: climate change, to advance social justice, and to promote economic fairness. Thanks to your decency.
4: Economic fairness. Don't you love how these political pimps and whores throw around fairness? Fairness? I wonder how many earners, I don't mean welfare roaches of the Democrat base, earners feel the economy is fair. Now, I understand you're going to have the cabal of witch doctors tell you oil's down. Oil is not down. They're still releasing a million barrels a day. They're still lying. Leases are drying up. The reason that oil is down is the demand is down because people are broke and thanks to your strength
6: maybe most of all thanks to your faith in our democracy and the american people the country's better off than when you took office and we should all be deeply grateful for that so
4: are you fracking kidding me this is why you must sit back in awe of this lying swindler from crook county which by the way You notice why you're not getting your tax bills in Crook County? Crook County? You notice why, right? Sure, it's the election. Absolutely no question about it. They don't want you to realize how much this failure, corruption, and the mafia of the teachers union cost you. There's a downside to this, though. Oh, there's a downside in Crook County where Barack Obama thrived like the roach he is.
7: Cook
8: County's property tax bills will be coming late. Now, that might sound like a good thing, but Amanda Venneke joins us now to explain why it is the opposite and what's behind the delay. Amanda.
3: Yeah, who wouldn't want to reprieve from a hefty property tax bill, right? And that does sound good on its face during the pandemic. In fact, homeowners were given grace periods, and that was both a calculated endeavor on the part of officials, and it was something that was really helpful to a lot of homeowners. But this is different in that the delay is unplanned, and it is not strategic. It is, in fact, due to an upset between two independent Cook County offices and elected officials who collectively are responsible for determining the value of properties. And that, of course, is an important fact. And
4: unneeded. And in the meantime, you're not going to get your tax bill in time for the end of the year, which means those of you people who use your taxes to offset your income, you earners, you're going to get it in the a gig yet again. And the Crook County whores and pimps of politics laugh and profit all the way to Fraudville, as no one is aware of what the cost of failure in Cook County costs, and they will probably elect Democrats again. And these are the only kind of Democrats that could sell this kind of nonsense that Barack Obama and his bodyguard, Michelle, were selling today. And in the meantime, what if people just were to step back and take a look at the Actual amounts of failure versus the lies. What if they were able to think, and say, "What if all of these policies lead to bad places?" Then what?
3: And then one more. Then um, last Friday, the energy secretary uh, said at Green Technology in California that that state was in the lead and showing the rest of the nation how it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, the state is currently bracing for blackouts. Uh, they've set ambitious goals and. Um, Yet in particular, uh, their their governor is asking folks there not to charge their electric vehicles. Does the president agree that California is an example for the rest of the country as a transition?
5: I haven't seen those specific statements. Uh, I would like.
4: She's the only one in the country. Sideshow Bob, spokes idiot for the most obviously unfit president this country has ever had, is the only person in the country who does not know. California is now enrolling blackouts. California is asking people not to use their energy. The California congressman who sleeps with Chinese spies named Swalwell, who in his Twitter picture has a baby in it. Ooh, I wonder, is that from the communist whore or is that from his marriage? I can't decide. Tells the people of California to turn their AC up to 81
5: after 4 p.m.
4: And dimwit...
5: Doesn't know about it? I don't know. i like to see it in fuller context that the secretary has made, so I'm not going to comment on something that I haven't seen in full. Uh,
4: well, you are a fracking moron who comments on things she doesn't know for a living, dimwit. But here's a little forecast into your future.
3: And this is what is expensive, because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve, and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member
4: states to achieve this. That's what failure looks like. So this market rally that everyone's going to tell you is a turnaround is as phony as the honeymoon pictures of Bill and Hillary Clinton. That's just the fact. And I know it's not convenient, but it's the truth.
2: I did not have sexual relations with that woman.:
4: Not at all wrong. Not at all. They're happily married, and she's an honest woman. She's on tour the John Stewart Show, and she's bringing that puggle of a daughter with her to talk about how great they are. In the meantime, I'd like to talk about how bad they were, and why Joe Biden is in the office, why he's touted by Democrat scourge, and why nobody's going to care. Because this is an area that also affects the quality of life here in America, also affects our money and our future. And as I play the clips from the European Union and you see the turmoil they're in with energy, I want you to think about what the solution is. The solution is going to be for some very connected to the Democrat mafia energy oligarchs to take the place of Russian oil. That's what the process is. And I wanted to go back, I know it's not something you hear a lot on radio, but I want to do it anyway, to exactly what is going on in the macro picture of, our, of the world economy.
3: We came, we saw, he died.
5: <laughs> did it have anything to do with your visit? No, oh, I'm sure it did.
4: You know what she's talking about? She's talking about the wacky Gaddafi, and nobody wants to talk about what's happening right now in Libya. I know the Marines changed their song. It's no more the shores of Tripoli. I think it's Cleveland or somewhere else. In the meantime, it's chaos. And what happened to all the natural resources in Libya? One of the richest countries in Africa. Steep in oil and gas, and not to mention lithium and all kinds of things that we need. Where's the natural resources? Because it's chaos right now in Libya. And I was reminded when I saw the office whore, Tramp, Vice President, and the best lunch date in Washington, D.C. yesterday. Well, Mr. Vice President, welcome. It is my honor to receive you and to
8: to talk with you today about many important matters that face Nigeria and the United States and our partnership and what we are committed to doing together. Um, there is a strong relationship between the United States and Nigeria. Uh, as I was explaining to the Vice President, um, there are hundreds of thousands of Nigerian Americans and Nigerians here in the United States, and um, so many who have made significant contributions to the United States. Oh, it's
4: too painful to watch this go on or listen to this go on as she kisses the ass of a Nigerian president, and without focusing on exactly what's happening and what will happen in the future.
2: Officials of Nigeria's anti-corruption agency uncover a huge pile of cash. 43 million U.S. dollars stacked in hundreds of neatly wrapped bundles. Almost every filing cabinet, safe, and
4: wardrobe in this apartment in Lagos was full of the notes. In an apartment, 43 million U.S. dollars found. Of course, it was the head of the energy for the Nigerian government. The same one that Kamala Harris is puckering up for like she used to do for Willie Brown. This is what is going on in the macro picture of this country as Barack Obama, his bodyguard, Dr. Dimwit, and Diapers Biden are distracting you with portraits because this foreign policy, this scam of a government, this gangster government is cozying up with dictators, enriching oligarchs, and destroying the quality of life in this country and hundreds of other countries around the world. So as you listen to what is happening remember the Duchess of Chaffington and how great it was after she killed Gaddafi and whatever happened to all that this all plays in the macro picture of the future so to think that the Dow Jones is up because the country's strong you're wrong and so is Barack Obama 312-642-5600
6: but you know you can you know you you can put a uh, lipstick on a pig It's still a
0: pig. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. Do
4: you remember years and years ago when Bush won, went into Iraq? What was the pushback from the other side? It was all about the oil, the oil, the oil, and the Republicans rallied propagandized their base and they said no 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 it's not then again when w bush went to avenge daddy the cost of thousands of us lives hundreds of thousands of injured and forever changed and wasted trillions and trillions of dollars the other side said it's all about the energy and once again the republicans said no or it's all about the oil and the republicans said no 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 it's not what's happened is the democrats are in on that scheme it's not about the oil anymore it's about the entire energy sector of the world. It's bigger than oil. It includes natural gas. It includes massive amounts of minerals, particularly ones that are in their new agenda of eco-Nazism. Back then, the criticism of the Bush family was accurate, but they made it too specific. It was bigger than the Bushes. It was America. The beauty of Donald Trump's presidency is he exposed the failings in the foreign boondoggle of the American foreign policy. And they are right, but they're too specific. It's not just the Bushes, and it's not just the oil. It's the American gangster government and the world energy supply. What Donald Trump exposed was that every country has it. Every country's entitled to it. But what they're going to sell you here is this phony altruism That every Marxist cabal always sells its people. I have to kill you in order to save you. We have to control things to make them better. In the midst of all of their failings. So when you hear the EU energy secretary tell you it's... You're going to trim the curve or use the same verbiage in COVID. Recognize what's happening.
3: And this is what is expensive. Because in these peak demands... The expensive gas comes into the market so what we have to do is flatten the curve
4: flatten the curve flatten the curve you've been flattening the curve for three years slave how's it doing everything going good think back to before these idiots usurped offices frauded votes and seized control and manipulation to put back their schemes of foreign policy boondoggles and then keep in mind how Kamala Harris has the audacity to kiss the ass of a failed dictator.
8: United States, be it as entrepreneurs, um, as innovators, to film and music. And Nigeria, without any question, is leading on so many important issues and some of the most important issues of our time.
4: Which one, stupid office whore? Which one? Every day it's a struggle for water for Ruth Samuel and
2: her family. Sometimes they have to wait hours to scoop water from this spring.
9: Like, in the dry season, we used to wake up sometimes 2 o'clock, 3
4: o'clock. Before, before you get there, man, you cannot see water. You-, you can't get water till 3 in the afternoon. And you stand there with a spoon like it was 730 A.D.
9: Heavily armed groups have terrorized people in towns and villages in central and northwest Nigeria.
4: Oh, yeah, and then there's the gangs that are murdering and enslaving. Sexually assaulting women, murdering anybody who stands opposed.
9: For years, now security officials are stepping up
8: efforts to crack down on some of the violence.
4: Let's see what else we got going
5: on. This video was filmed near the Borno State Capitol in the northeast of Nigeria. Captives are made to dig their own graves. Witnesses say the men's throats were cut allegedly by military
4: personnel. Oh, and the military kills the citizens. You're leading in so many ways. We only wish we could do this to the Republicans. MAGA, of course. You stupid son of a... Not one dollar should go to this dictator pig. But then again, they couldn't steal the oil and all the other natural resources and minerals to make their little phony batteries in their cars that are burning down garages across the country. Idiots. Chuck Dullivan.
2: Stop picking on my Nigerian brothers. I did that Ancestry.com. I'm 3% Nigerian. The rest is Sicilian and Irish. So I don't know how the heck that happened. But anyway, I, got, I wanted to tell you. I, listen, I, I never got, pick I on the speakers. people.
4: I pick on the government, the corrupt oh. government, who hid $43 million in filing cabinets. Go ahead.
2: Hey, I got that dollar the other night. There a big catastrophe I had where I lost that fried Snickers bar in my beard. Uh, my hairdresser was able to get it out. She put a bunch of hot water and conditioner in. Do you remember back when uh, Barack Obama's wife heard that Joan Rivers said that she was trans and they killed her immediately that same
4: day? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I remember the. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you answer that question? I remember Joan Rivers accusing Michelle Obama of not being a woman. And I remember thinking it wasn't that big of a leap. But uh, yes, and then I remember Joan Rivers dying. But the rest is your okay. speculation. You can work that out when you get the secret documents after you win the congressional seat. Yeah, thanks for having me on your show. Anytime. (laughs) Good day, Bye. Yeah. Joan Rivers. All right. Uh, Fred in Orland Park, top that. Hey,
2: I can. I think I can. How about a requirement for being governor riding the red line from Howard Street 95th between 10 p.m. and 4 in the morning, and you can carry a gun or not? Your choice. No bodyguards, of course. So instead of a governor race
4: the way we're seeing it, what you would like is more of a running man contest with Arnold Schwarzenegger where you go through the ghetto and the first one in is governor. That's fine, but I don't know if you've looked at our candidates, and if you could fit those fat guys in a jumpsuit, good luck, brother, because I want to see the guy that has to get the jumpsuit off Pritzker. All right? We got a deal? Yeah, no problem. Let's do it. Thank you, Fred. I like it. A little more of a gauntlet. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. You know, I have listened to and I've watched every presidential speech, whether they were
3: Republican, Democrat. But I cannot listen to, I can't watch Biden or Keisha Lance Bottoms or anybody else that's associated with this administration. I cannot do it. Because
4: they're obvious frauds. They're obvious, open and notorious liars to your face. They are a disgrace, and they are traitors to America who are owned by foreign and American oligarchs. Our government is owned. It's no more a representative republic. I've got clips of that fat pig. What's her name, Stacey Abrams? Jesus. You ever see her on TV? Her neck has love handles. Yeah, she's on there right now bashing anybody who isn't part of their cabal, that slob of a human being. So I'm going to tell you right now, I feel your pain. I have to do it, but it also inspires me because I'll be god darned if I'm going to lose this country to a bunch of fat, Marxist, corrupt whores. 312-642-5600. And do you think that the country will see the first, the United States will see the first gay president or the first
6: woman president? We already
5: have it with Obama, so let's just calm
3: down. Got it.
0: Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption, known as the state of Illinois, in the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer.
4: You're making fun of me because I play uh, disco in here in the studio, aren't you, squirrel? I, you, you think you're outsmarting me? You're not outsmarting anybody. Now, follow my instructions and sell every rally under the Joe Biden administration so you could afford yourself a hand surgery that you desperately need. In the meantime, let's go to Fet Stacy.
3: And for those who are angry with Joe Biden for forgiving between
5: ten and $20,000 in debt, I want to ask you why you're being so churlish.
4: Right. Churlish. You know what that means? Churlish? Subordinate and churlish. No, you're being uncooperative. You're not, you're doing minimum, you're not participating, you're being churlish. Like every welfare roach Democrat in this country. See, they're not cooperating with society. They're a leech, a drag on it. And they're also her supporters. They're the only ones that could look at this fat slob and say, you go get him, chubby. Uh, Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Anytime, kid.
3: These Steves. I mean,
4: absolute rotten
3: thieves, politicians. Now, listen, the Clintons and the Obamas, when they left the White House,
7: now, and, and remember, uh, they were talking about uh, Clintons being poor when they went in, there, they their money, they were in debt. Well,
0: they those got are only the people of-
4: that don't know about the money they stole in Whitewater from old people and, and, and retirement homes. Go ahead. Okay. Now, all this
3: money they steal and they fill up their pockets when they're in office and everything, it's not good enough. They steal every kind of
2: thing. Um, when they left the White House, paintings. Um, Furniture, uh, plates, knives and forks, uh, artwork, they they robbed that place blind. Anything that wasn't nailed down, they're they're just absolute thieves and thieves. They steal everything. And we paid for the taxpayers, paid for all that stuff, and nobody goes after any of those rotten people. Still cheaper than feeding Hillary
4: Clinton. No matter what she took, it's cheaper than what she was eating in the middle of the night. You know, it's got to be like eating at one of Pritzker's hotels all night long. The bills were probably staggering. I say get the Duchess of Chaffington out of there at any cost. Let her take that stuff anyway. Not to mention the cost of what we had to do. We had to get all those new toilet seats changed. That's got to be expensive. Hello? Yeah, hello. All right, fair enough. All yeah. Right you. All right. <laughs> you were great. Thank you very much. Uh, the Clintons, what they stole out of the White House, that was a scandal at the time, but it doesn't matter now. I'm more offended at what they made. Well, she was pretending to be the secretary of state. I'm more interested in the chaos caused by their corruption. After what happened in every aspect of every country, she touched everything, not to mention Benghazi and the rest of it. What about all the money and not to mention those countries? You think Libya is doing great? I don't think it is.
3: After spending years detained in Libya, these Cameroonian migrants have tasted freedom for the first time. But they still bear visible scars of the torture that
4: many of them suffered, like Jean, who was struck with an iron bar by his captors. Do you know why they struggled They struggled like this world? You know why? Because Libya, since Hillary Clinton got involved and celebrated the death of Gaddafi, not that he was any great leader, but what he did... Compared to this, he was. They have open-air slave markets right now today. Did you know that, squirrel? Yeah, you don't hear a lot of that in American news. Look at my head. You'll see the scar. That's where they hit me with an iron rod.
3: Having left Cameroon eight months ago with the dream of arriving in Europe via the Mediterranean, Jean came to be a victim of a well-organized human trafficking syndicate in Libya. He says he was sold four times and that slave traders bought him for between
4: 400 and 500 euros. Where is Black Lives Matter? What is going on with Black Lives Matter? Why aren't they in Libya right now, where slavery lives, along with the rest of Africa, where there are 9 million slaves, or Saudi Arabia? Where are they? Black Lives Matter, under scrutiny, as 26 BLM chapters sue the organization and its leaders, accusing them of defrauding local activist groups and stealing more than $10 million in donations. Ooh, now I get it. I get it. And uh, you're all real estate speculators throwing parties and whatnot. You stole the money. You could really give a rip about black lives that were destroyed both here and abroad by the Democrat mafia. We came, we saw, he died. (laughs) The fact that this fat slob is on TV last night with her puggle daughter touting her accomplishments shows you that this country's future is that... Of the anything Joe Biden touched and touches, it's unbelievable to me the acceptance of corruption, the acceptance of failure.
2: These are members of what's called the Kaduna State Vigilance
0: Service, and they're out to protect their communities from armed gangs.
4: This. Soon- Everywhere is chaos. Everywhere, it's preposterous to me. Let's go to Mitchell. This planes.
3: Uh, Sean, keep in mind that Hillary Clinton is a foul specimen that only cares about basically lending her pockets, who is a defeatist. And in 2016, after she basically tried to rig the election, she still lost. Okay? That tells you a lot. And basically, pivoting to Kamala Harris during the 2020 election, she got zero delegates during the primary. That's zero. Now, there is no other. Amer- in American history, where a vice president who receives zero delegates, the goal is nineteen ninety one for those idiot, bapid-minded Democrats that don't understand the Constitution, that goes on to become what I call vice president. So don't be shocked when you see what I call a bapid-minded idiot in Kamala Harris, who is the girl that has a deer in the headlights, that got no delegates because nobody voted for her. So I guess Democrats don't like women.
4: It's, <laughs> I like that. They don't like good ones, that's for sure. They like the ones that uh, kill their kids and sleep with their bosses. Steve Barrington Hills.
2: Hey, Sean, I need your help deciding on a, uh, a J.P. Pritzker campaign sign for my yard. <laughs> it's either going to be Fat Elvis in a jumpsuit, Ooh, Fat that... Pritzker with a big gulp and a bag of Fritos, or a donut dripping with jelly.
4: So it's either Homer Simpson or Fat Elvis. Oh, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I think the jumpsuit's a winner. Especially after I saw that Elvis movie, which was fantastic. I'd say you go, you put uh, Pritzker in the Fat Elvis. Not to mention, I I I think Fat, I think Pritzker in a jumpsuit, that would be the equivalent of Hillary Clinton in lingerie. That's just funny. 312 642 5600.
2: Get in my belly! Come on!
0: Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. Well, since my baby left me,
4: well, I Did you see the movie? Oh, my, you know, my mother was a singer. We were at Elvis in the How. you know. Great movie. You need to watch it. I loved it. And you have to revisit that. That's why in the studio here I have on the disco-era music from YouTube. I love it to death. Uh, Because you have to cheer yourself up. Because if you stand for one second and realize the kind of morons, morons, that are destroying our nation and are about to, you'll be depressed. So I'm trying to cheer you up.
6: Steelworkers! Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. You know, in the the Mon Valley, we... Make steel. Huh. We make steel. In New Jersey, in New Jersey, Dr. Oz makes crudité. An ally, the sacred life of union, the union way of life, the union way of life. Send me to Washington D.C. Any choice in front of me, any bill union way. The anti-union
4: way every single time and i can brilliant you're gonna fit right in dummy oh don't be mean what's mean is that there's a political party that thinks this idiot should be a united states senator that's mean but then again they thought joe biden could be president Instead of just the useless moron who keeps ruining the upholstery in the Oval Office.
1: And Jeff, eye-opening uh, lead in a New York Times profile of Joe Biden's 1988 presidential campaign, the first time he ran for president, uh, he lied to voters, according to the New York Times, uh, quoting aides of... Uh, did, CNN, uh, did CNN just say he lied? Uh-oh.
4: Looks like they had new leadership, new ownership.
1: That might pan out to be better than Fox. ...Biden's about having marched in the civil rights movement. This is Biden making this false claim in 1987.
2: When I marched in the civil rights movement,
0: I did not march with a 12-point program. I marched with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes.
4: Listen to the difference in his speech, in the cadence. You have an unfit, unable president, not to mention corrupt, and an asset of Chinese Communist Party and various oligarchs.
1: In the New York Times reports, quote, more than once, advisors had gently reminded Mr. Biden of the problem with this formulation. He had not actually marched during the civil rights movement. And more than once, he ah, understood and kept telling the story anyway. That is really, really weird. It is. And the story was uh, a reminder that in that 88 race, he
4: was one of the younger candidates. In the race. He was- Did they say idiot race or 88 race? I think 88, but I'm going
1: to say idiot. 44 years old, he was the new generation, but uh, you know, if you haven't read the book of what it takes about the 1988 campaign, uh, rich chapters of Joe Biden and others, but it does point out a problem, a challenge for Joe Biden, has he fixed that issue? When he gets very comfortable out on the stump speaking and other things, he has tended to embellish. He has tended to um, you know, make things sound slightly rosier than they are. Now, his aides went back to say, look,
4: gee, what separates him from all the other Democrats? We made a lot of progress
3: this year. I'm happy to report that our homicides are down 15%, that our shootings are down 18%. We have only gotten there because of our strategy, our (laughs) whole-of-government approach to engaging with our residents, particularly those who are living in the 15 most violent uh, neighborhoods in our city.
4: That's how you build lasting peace. Lasting peace from bug-eyed moron Lori Lightfoot.
5: From Friday through Monday, the city of Chicago saw 55 shootings and 11 people killed. Still, Chicago police are reporting shootings are down 15 percent compared to last Labor Day weekend. In areas that have traditionally driven Chicago violence, homicides are down 23 percent. There were 47 shooting incidents on all sides of the city, including two downtown. During the weekend, officers responded to shootings, robberies, carjackings and crimes on the CTA with limited resources
4: but that's an improvement of everlasting peace. You see how used to failure you can become? How used to the lies and the fraud.
5: What the hell's going on out here?
9: And we
4: add another layer of,
9: you know, trying to go after robbery, you know, trying to go after robbery. And then don't forget CTA plus crime downtown. I mean, it's, it's a lot of demands for officers and we have scarce resources.
3: We have only gotten there because of our strategy, our whole of government approach. You're
4: not helping! <laughs> we Strategy. Strategy. Megan Orland Park. Hi, Megan. First of all, I want, I want to tell you I like
3: your choice of music. You oh, and okay. I are aligned in what we like. <laughs> right,
4: thank you. It's more squirreled. Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate that.
3: Yeah, um, but I just wanted—I just talked to Bunny, and I just wanted to say that um, I don't know if he's covered this a lot or not, but the workers' right amendment that they want to—yeah,
4: um, I saw like, it all in the commercials. Them. Vote on uh, number one. Yeah, we covered it.
3: Yeah, so I don't—I just haven't seen any um, pushback from the Republicans, and I hope to God we start seeing commercials about that.
4: Well, they're busy. I really, do because. They're busy and they they don't want to they don't want to push back on it and they understand the futility in it when so many willful slaves inhabit Illinois and are going to turn it over so that Nigeria will look like an alternative compared to Illinois.
1: Yeah,
3: well, you know, I just wanted to say that um, when Pritzker came up with his tax or something, he wanted to put through a couple years ago, and everyone voted that down. He was smart enough, but I think. That there's enough people out there if they got educated through some commercials or something that yeah. they wouldn't know to go when they go to the ballot box to not vote yeah. for that.
4: We've we've they had a, we've had people it. on to talk about. It. I will uh definitely pass it on to the opposition to the fat bastard administration, and we'll see what happens. Let's uh, see if the optimism for Illinois is going to be on the trajectory of straightening its ass out, or if you should consider buying a condo in Nigeria, which has a better opportunity of an upswing.
0: He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just
6: follow me, because we need a little controversy.
4: My next guest's area of expertise me. Say, interests me very so much. Very interesting times here in a country based on freedom, free speech, and the rest of it, where censorship is now the norm. My next guest was the head writer and producer of the Weeby Award-winning comedy channel, We the Internet TV. And in addition, producing sketch comedy, performing stand-up, opinion writing, Lou also hosts the Lou Perez podcast. Lou was also the comedy producer on True TVs and Practical Jokers. He has a new book out, The Joke Isn't Funny Anymore on the death and rebirth of comedy. And it's out now. Lou. thank you for joining me. How are you?
7: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great.
4: Now, I love comedy. I love what would be considered risque comedy. I love cutting-edge comedy. I was introduced as a young man to uh, the un- uncomfortableness of uh, Saturday Night Live when it had funny people on it. Uh, you know, I had remember he- hearing my uncle tell me stories of Lenny Bruce and other stand-up comics that mixed the political climate of the country in with thought-provoking comedy, and now that's no longer allowed. How are you adapting?
7: Um, I'm adapting by doing what I think comedy is supposed to do, and that is be willing to risk a little something, to uh, say, okay, what are the sacred cows? What are the things that you're not supposed to talk about? And then seeing if I could take them on comedically and go, and, and go for it. Um, and I think, really, that's what we all have to do. If you're a comedian, you should be doing that. And if you're a lover of comedy like yourself, uh, you should be supporting uh, comedians like myself who do it.
4: <laughs> and, you know, this is something that it was thought-provoking to hear George Carlin talk about the issues. You didn't have to agree with him, but it was thought-provoking, and it was entertaining. And he did something that you don't see anymore, on people who may have been considered against the grain of uh, conservatism or old-fashioned principles, he was willing to make fun of the people who said they represented him. I do this. I make fun of Republicans. To me, there is nothing funnier than Mitt Romney in his burlap underpants. The image makes me smile in the (laughs) ridiculousness of his beliefs. It also made me smile when Donald Trump came on with his very complicated hair, and his constant overcompensation for small hands and other things—I loved it. It was fun. You cannot have fun if you are on the other side of the political aisle, and they have the most punchlines walking around. And I don't just mean Hillary Clinton in pantsuits.
7: Well, that—that's something that I that I noticed. I have so many friends of mine who, um, you know, uh, are liberals. They vote Democrat, and what they found was during the Trump administration if they even stepped out of line a little bit and did a joke at the expense of their own side, uh, well, you know, that was like one of the worst things that they could possibly have done. And they got a lot of, they got a lot of negative, uh, you know, heat, uh, heat for it. And I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, Trump being this like complete existential threat. And he was um, perceived as such a danger that, Everybody um, who was against him needed to use whatever arsenal they had, whatever weapons they had, um, in order to defeat him. And if you're a comedian, well, the only thing is that you're slinging, you're not slinging bombs, you're slinging punchlines. And for a lot of comics, they thought, okay, this is, my, uh, this is my opportunity to take down this guy. And anybody who steps out of line um, is you know, not, uh, not with the cause, or even worse, they must support him. You know, and it's it's
4: just outrageous what we've what we've witnessed in this country. I'm astonished because I was so proud of freedom of speech and I admired people who struggled all of their lives. And if you go back to the great comedians, they all have one thing in common. They all were born with a struggle. Every one of them. There's no such thing as a trust fund comic. I love the fact that Richard Pryor grew up in a whorehouse. Eddie Murphy. And his old troubled childhood. Robin Williams was the closest. Who had rich people. His father hated him. Sent him off to school. So I mean. It's amazing that. We're curbing the brilliance. And the genius of individuals. Who are. Making light. Of the failure. We're all living in. And as things go down. You're going to need comedy. To make you exist through it. And when you have a. a country that censors you. What do you do now?
7: 100%. I think one of the. One of the things that that I found and I I sort of rediscovered as I was writing the book is that throughout my whole life, in the best of times and in the worst of times, in the darkest of times, I always had comedy. I always always had comedy there to help me take on whatever the pain or the darkness is there. And you, I mean, you listed, you know, legends who will live on forever. You know, they're the, um, you know, they are gods uh, of comedy. And you look at, how much of their comedy was influenced by those hard upbringings and how they were able to, uh, you know, to take that and to turn it around and to turn the pain into something good. And I think a, a big reason why is because you know, there is a magic in comedy um, to do that, you know, to make that transformation. And that's something that I want to make sure that, we're, that, that we don't lose sight of and that we keep going um, yeah. and that we continue to do.
4: And especially when you have the climate of hostility the way it is, to just step back for a minute. And, and say, so you do realize we got an 80-year-old wearing a diaper that's in charge of everything. His wife is, a, is not a doctor. We don't even know what the hell <laughs> she is. It's as funny as when Barack Obama, from my own hometown, who was a complete buffoon, became president. And I knew we were in for a funny ride when they kept telling me her wife was beautiful. They were controlling my thought. And not making it where I could make fun of my circumstance, which is the only way to get through something so terrible as a depression or a recession or a bankruptcy and all the other ramification government policies make our individual lives go through. I think it's essential to be funny right now as these dimwits are destroying the country. What do you think of that?
5: Uh,
7: and I think it's I think it's crucial too to make sure that whoever's in office that we are able to mock them. And Absolutely. something happened. Something happened when when Trump came into office. I was reading these these think pieces, asking the question, you know now that Trump is in office, what is the role of comedy and I took a step <laughs> back and I said, Wait a minute, the role of comedy should be the same that it was you know during the Obama administration, during the Bush administration, Clinton, and you know go uh, let 's go all the way back to <laughs> Warren G Harding. maybe that's when comedy started under Warren g Harding, but <laughs> uh, it was but but that question implies. That comedy needed to be different now, and um, and that's really telling. You know, that's really just a sign of like, oh, wait a minute, we should we should definitely keep our, our our eyes peeled and see where this is going.
4: I raised my kids like this. I raised my kids like this. We had an art teacher hippie punchline that was talking to my kids about politics. My kids were little in the back seat of the car. I said, "Honey, you don't ever listen to somebody who looks like that. You make fun of them." <laughs> You don't like advice from them. And you know something? It, I was lucky because it made my kids laugh, and it put into perspective the ridiculousness of uninformed underachievers in control of different things. And that's what we're losing sight of. And if you step back and you realize what's funnier than my, what I think is the most beautiful state on the planet, let alone the country, California, being run by a two-bit wannabe actor destroying the energy sector destroying the quality of life making all the rich people richer all the poor people poor telling you that they've had a new solution and by the way you can't use it that's some funny stuff
7: oh and, and something too about you know gavin newsom i mean the guy can't stop that smirk he can't it's, stop smiling <laughs> uh, even when he's delivering like the worst the worst news possible you know a thousand people died in a mudslide and all that and he's delivering it with a half smile on his face and you're like you're you're like you know you're you're in a you're you're in a state that's known for actors like could you take a class man could you could you work on this can you get a coach lou, or, or you know better yet recast him
4: please lou his in-laws moved to naples florida they live a mile from me that's some funny stuff your son-in-law is the governor and the state sucks so much, you moved. Come on. This stuff <laughs> writes itself. You tell me, God, I think, you know, I'm not a religious person, but in my mind, God looks like Charlton Heston, but has the sense of humor of Don Rickles, and reality proves it. What do you think? I think you got something
7: there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to meditate on that uh, a little bit. I'm going to ask my guru uh, yeah. what he thinks about it. But, I, but
4: I, I want you to think about that and, and think <laughs> that the last three years of our lives have been controlled by a doctor you wouldn't bring your dog to who never saw patients and somehow seized control of everything. That's you got to make fun of that because if you really look into it, you're going to be awful depressed, and uh, that's not good.
7: Oh, I mean, you definitely don't want to bring your beagle to a Dr. Fauci because we all know, what, uh, you know the kinds of tests that, uh, that he ran on, on those dogs. That <laughs> that's really, right. you, you really hit something. You really hit home where it's sort of like, What I always find is that what's way more interesting than, you know, the debates on policy and all that are the human beings behind it and how human beings react to it. You know, so Gavin Newsom uh, and the fact that his parents, you know, moved to Florida, it's just, it's it's so telling. It says so much more than any, you know, soundbite, you know, written by a, a PR specialist can do.
4: It's like Pritzker in Illinois. This show's in you know, Chicago, Illinois. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. He's 450 pounds. He can't see his genitals without standing on a mirror. He's telling people how to be healthy? What are you, out of your mind? How did you even elect this fat slop? And look around at these people. Can we get somebody? The good thing about Newsom is he's not grotesque looking. You come to Chicago, you want to see some freaks bossing you around. That'll give be the title of your next book. <laughs>
7: well, I'll try. I, I, I've been to Chicago once. And I enjoyed it. I had my, my deep dish and, and, uh, and took in the sights. And fortunately, yeah. I didn't have to deal with any politician.
4: Oh, so well, you I, take a I look at Lori Lightfoot afraid. in her Jiminy Cricket costume, acting like a tough man. <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear what she said? D- here, I'm going to play a little something for you. I think you'll like this. I think this is the right clip. We must stop. No, where, where is uh, where's, uh, Lori Lightfoot?
2: Quote, my blank is bigger than yours and the Italians. I have the biggest
4: blank in Chicago. Now she went too far in Chicago she may have a bigger blank than the Irish guys, but she certainly doesn't have a bigger one than the Italians and every street hooker knows that now the idea that she's dressed like a man bossing people around intimidating like a union boss the whole time being four foot three and bottom heavy funny funny stuff
7: very uh, uh very <laughs> very funny stuff I'm, I'm, I'm i I wish that uh you know whichever a person, you know, made the Irish curse. I wish they would just take it off. You know, just
4: oh, not, I the
7: Irish it. have suffered enough, haven't
4: they? Yeah, uh, not if you go to Chicago. They make us suffer. So I like the fact that they are. All their wives think orgasm is a planet next to Pluto. In the meantime, John Stewart this week gave an, a medal to a neo-Nazi from Ukraine at Disney World. You tell me that's not funny, Walt Disney? You know his accusations of how he felt about the uh, anti-Semitism. As a Jewish comedian, gives a medal of uh, a, a war medal. To a neo-Nazi from Ukraine, funny, funny stuff.
7: Wow! Did did uh? Yeah, no, I I I I was unaware of that. I, uh, oh, I just, I, you've got here. I'm just I'm, I'm thankful I have my Disney Plus, and I don't want them to take that away from me because I have kids, and that's all they watch. So please, the 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 Disney powers that be, help me out.
4: Yeah. Who if you if you really want to laugh, watch a new season of Orville on Disney Plus and be lectured to by a comedian with a bad dye job and hair and hair plugs. This is funny too. In the meantime, I'm going to buy your new book because I'm guessing that's funny as well. And I want to know your prediction of comedy in the future. Are guys like me going to be put in concentration camps? Have the new IRS agent seize all of the assets we were somehow managed to accumulate with a 50 percent tax bracket? What do you predict in the future? for guys who do not bend knee to the collectivist government of America led by freaks and frauds?
7: Um, the answer is yes. That That is all going to happen, but you're going to have some comedians in there with you. So at least there's oh. going to be a few laughs.
4: Well, I hope you and I are in the same concentration camp. In the meantime, Lou Perez, his new book, The Joke Isn't Funny Anymore, on the death and rebirth of comedy. It's out now. Go get it. You can get it on Amazon.
7: Yes. Yep, you can hit it up on Amazon.
4: And the Lou Perez podcast, how do we get to it?
7: Um, it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's uh, everywhere that uh, everywhere that uh, podcasts play.
4: Now, I haven't met you. Um, is it going to be like Joe Rogan? Are you bald and, and, and telling me tidbits, or how do you look?
7: I, ooh, oh, yeah, I mean, we are going to be at a camp together, so we, we need to know what we're going to I want to know, know how to pick like, you out. So, I don't
4: want to be going up to the wrong guy. That's right, that's
7: right. Um, I have long hair, um, but it's been, uh, the hairline's been, been fading. It's been going a little far back. I, uh, I've actually been told that I look like a young George Carlin, which means I look like a 50-year-old George Carlin. All
4: right, wonderful. Now, when you meet me, I look the way Lori Lightfoot wants to look. Just keep that in mind. You'll find me. All right? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this.
0: Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. <laughs> AM 560, the answer.
4: My son Hunter comes out today. To space That's funny, funny, funny. Yeah. The crack-smoking, whoremongering degenerate love. somehow sits on an investment board from China that has $1.5 billion. Ukrainian energy company. Amtrak board and every other bagman entity that bribed Joe Biden. That's funny. Don't get aggravated about it. Am I the only one that thinks this is funny, too? The
5: Department of Defense-sponsored Warrior Games features liberal comedian Jon Stewart awarding a member of Ukraine's neo-Nazi Azov Battalion at Disney World. The Grey Zone reports that multiple Ukrainian Nazis were invited to the happiest place on Earth— by the pentagon but don't worry his black
3: his nazi sorry black sun tattoo was covered up when he received the award
4: oh how did he oh, cover God. it up when he wrapped himself in the ukrainian flag that's funny funny stuff not to mention the allegations of walt disney being a rabid anti semite where a jewish comedian who sides with the democrat mafia on every issue handed out a medal of valor to a nazi fighter can't make that stuff up that's almost as funny as this guy
2: i did not have sexual relations with that woman
4: funny funny stuff (laughs) rich indian head park
3: hey sean how you doing tonight
4: good brother i'm having fun (laughs) you're
3: making you're talking about making fun of people you know why god made everybody look different
4: so i could make fun of them
3: exactly
0: (laughs) This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
4: I think that's the answer to getting through this next two and a half years of this dimwit in diapers destroying the country. You make fun of obvious truths. And the idea that you're supposed to be intimidated to not thinking or not recognizing what your own eyes see.
5: When you go back to the speech, uh, his speech last Thursday, um, you know, people have talked about uh, if it was divisive. It wasn't divisive.
4: I say if it was, dummy. And it was divisive. He declared war on 74 million registered voters. And countless tens of millions others who agree with the philosophies of making America great again versus making America suck again, which is what your administration stands for. So don't tell me what to think. And then don't hide behind things and say, oh, you can't point that out because you, darling, are a moron. And I don't care what sex you are, what race you are, what sexual proclivities you are. You, are a bald faced liar
1: but so in the last week or so we've heard the president calling elected republicans a threat to the country does he think MAGA republicans are more of a threat to the country than people dhs says may pose a risk to national security and the safety of local communities
5: again dhs has disputed this report it's uh and it said it didn't take into account the key steps uh, that we have taken as a U.S. government, the rigorous, uh, multi layered screening and vetting process that we take as a government, that was not part of the report. Uh, again, this report.
4: You said it. You're, you're, the Dimwood and Diapers said it. Your whole administration runs on it. When the real threat is really quite obvious, it's the acceptance of incompetence and corruption of the democrat mafia
1: as refugees were being evacuated from afghanistan into the u.s. last year why weren't they all being thoroughly vetted
5: so are you talking about what do you what do you what are you referring
1: to well so as the white house was managing the afghanistan withdrawal last year we were told Mm -hmm. no one is coming into the united states of america who has not been through a thorough screening and background check process but now There's this DHS inspector general who says CBP admitted or paroled evacuees who were not fully vetted into the United States. But people who voted
4: for Trump are the threat, huh, Demi? See, because what you have is these useful idiots now. You need a constant supply because you're running a Ponzi scheme, and every Ponzi scheme needs a constant supply of idiots who are willing to look past the obvious corruption so that they self-enrich themselves while accepting the government failure of the democrat mafia and that's why the love handle abrams wants to include them in free education and free health care
3: our people and we've got to have a clear and clean process for those who are coming and those who are here but what we can do at the state level is address the immigration challenges we have my first belief is that if you finish in our high school you should be able to attend any college to which you are qualified to attend no matter what
4: your documentation says. So that's illegal aliens who are already qualifying for welfare and health care and Social Security, now qualifying for state school subsidies and tuition. This is, this, is, this is insanity. So you better make fun of it. Otherwise, how are you going to live through the realization that our government is controlled by the most corrupt and competent frauds ever to walk the earth?
6: You have guided us through some perilous times. You've built on and gone beyond the work we all did together: to expand health care, to fight climate change, to advance
4: social justice. That's some funny stuff.. Wrong. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: Excuse me) <laughs>
3: we did it joe
8: you're gonna be the next president of the united states
3: you better
4: laugh because there's not enough kleenex to cry dwayne tinley park
2: hey how you doing there sean
4: good how are you Dwayne?
2: hey that dimwit diaper wearing like you call him all the time i love it but listen when he did his speech he announced 32 times, democracy, democracy. We're not a democracy. There's no mention of democracy in the Constitution, okay? We are right. a republic. The reason why we're not a democracy is because 51% could change the murder, or, to you know, like, uh, change the laws in 51% of the major- um, minority. Um, yep. That's why he's pushing that so hard on people. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to be a democracy. No, 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 no. We are a republic. We You've got a Congress. You've got the, uh, everybody, you know, Senate, everybody's got... You got a you're supposed
4: that. to have 535 representatives fighting for the people who disagree with government agenda rather than walking lockstep into the almost inconceivable amount of failure and corruption our government perpetrates on a daily basis. And you're exactly correct, but Dwayne, they couldn't exist in a republic this kind of failure this kind of corruption where the government literally articulates the enemy is anybody who doesn't believe in the philosophy of the president who we've never audited the vote in which he claims he won that's why and now as I watch the, by the way thank you for the call to me. as I watch this going on in the persecution of the last president as I watch the nonsense come out as information You realize just how propagandized we are. Here's my favorite and the latest.
8: What was an alleged fake elector in Georgia doing with two Trump operatives at a county
4: election office the same day voting systems were breached? Here's video of former GOP. That's funny. The same day voting systems were breached. You know what the date was, Squirrel? You're not going to believe it.
8: Chairwoman of Coffee County, Kathy Latham, escorting Scott Hall and Paul Maggio into the Coffee County Elections Office on January 7th, 2021. Latham is being investigated for posing as a fake elector for Donald Trump. Meanwhile, Hall and Maggio have admitted that they gained access to a voting machine. They say they did it because Donald Trump's lawyer, Sidney Powell, asked them to. Joining me now from outside of the federal courthouse in Atlanta is NBC's Blaine Alexander. So we have this video, Blaine. Explain to us what it means and, and, and the issues being raised.
5: So let me just kind of set the scene for you here, Katie. Uh, This is all taking place in Coffee County, which is a rural county here in Georgia, about 200 miles to the south of Atlanta, where I am right now. Give me the date, Uh, dummy. This is something that's also uh, being investigated by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and also the Georgia Secretary of State's office. So that kind of lays the foundation and what they're looking
4: for. January 7th, they wanted to go after the machines to see if they had been tampered with. The machines in other controversial areas were already swept up so that no one could look into the theft the greatest theft this country's history it's called the joe biden administration i'll be back after this
0: he's sean thompson hello mr thompson and this is the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer am 560 the answer wear your mask take your pills now a whole generation's mentally ill
4: make fun of them. They hate it. They feel themselves to be superior. This is the problem we have. This is why collectivism, democracy, and totalitarianism needs to be snuffed out in the beginning. These individuals are not qualified to take over sectors of not just our economy, but of our policies. This whole damn thing is one giant failure. In the meantime, I've got to listen to lipstick go on a pig.
6: And to promote economic fairness. Thanks to your decency and thanks to your strength. Maybe most of all, thanks to your faith in our democracy and the American people.
4: The- Are you kidding me? This guy just came off of a speech that was never heard on these shores by a president. This is something you heard in some third world hellhole by some dictator. And now they bring in Silky G to put lipstick on that pig. Sorry, buddy. Take the bodyguard and go back to Martha's Vineyard, your seaside estate. Wait for the ocean to rise. Frankie Lane County. Hey,
2: Sean, you know, I'm not that hopeful. You know, I think it would happen years ago with uh, this, these guys. But, you know, daily he looked like he wanted to crawl into a hole when he was given a, a walkthrough to the uh, schools and i was working down there at the time uh, electrical on the charter schools so he looked like he wa- he, he you know i could tell you know, i i've been around a people i could judge i character and the way he was acting was weird and this the president of china is walking through the school and checking everything out so i think the foundation was laid these scumbags sold us out and now now they're like looking. Oh, what are we going to do? So hopefully there's a chance that the American people will wake up, which I think a lot of them have. But you know, I wanted your opinion. If this is so rooted in that is here in Chicago, but uh, you know, I, I just want your opinion on how you know what are the chances of taking this over? And uh,
4: not good. And all that. Not good, Frankie, because what goes on every day in this administration is that deeper and deeper and very important aspects and bureaucracies in the government, there are political apparatchiks to the ideology of this kind of mafia that's called the Democrat Party. Yeah. So if you're asking me what well, I think the, the future World. holds, I think that it was written a long time ago. I read it years and years ago. It was a Russian professor who predicted that the country would break apart into multiple countries. And only through then can those new countries have a government that isn't rooted well, yeah, yeah, in like corruption. In yeah. And that's exactly what should happen. That's exactly what should happen, because this particular government is beyond fixable with the lengths and depths of corruption. And you're seeing it in real time as they go after the one guy that upset it. And he's not perfect. Trump had a million different issues. I want you to think about this. A million different scandals from the financing of the casinos, from the building in Chicago in the sewer where he bribed nine-finger Rahm Emanuel. He hired Ed Burke, never had a problem with the government, never an investigation, never even looked at until he ran and wanted to fix the corruption in our government. Now he's public enemy number one. And that's the future of anybody that speaks against it. That is the definition of systemically corrupt and a gangster government. So if you're asking me if this government can be fixed, no. Thank you very much. But that doesn't mean you can't find areas of the country that can. The problem is, when you're this infiltrated, and I want you to hear something that happened today, Senator Kennedy.
7: Judge Perez, um, I believe you have said that, quote, the war, the drug, quote, the drug war is a joke. Uh, Drugs are all about economics. It's like fighting a staph infection with neosporin. You're not getting at the underlying causes for trafficking, education, and poverty. Did you say
5: that?
8: Senator, I made that statement back, I believe, in 2015 when I was running for...
4: Pro-drugs, pro-criminal, pro pro Collectivism, totalitarians are the Democrats and they're infiltrated throughout the bureaucracies of our government. I'll be back after this.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show.
4: Very excited me. to this talk to like my next guest, who is the Executive so Director of Development at the Heartland me. Institute. But prior to the Heartland, he led a development department of the Young Americans for Liberty, Project Veritas. He has served as a fundraising consultant to more than 30 public policy, non-for-profit organizations, and members of Congress. He's got a new article in American Thinker, ESG, and Corporate Totalitarianism. His name is David Hoyt. David, thank you for joining me. How are you?
9: Thank you, Sean. I'm great.
4: You know, what a wonderful scam. If you could create something that can be manipulated and forever use as a weapon of taxation and revenue and penalty to control the growth of normal companies. This would be an amazing scam. Is there a possible way to come up with it?
9: Yeah, it looks like it's already been invented. And the amazing thing about it is they're using the cover of it being done by for-profit entities so that people like you and me who believe in free markets hesitate to criticize it for what it is, but it's exactly what you just said.
4: And the reality is, regardless of what boards of multinational corporations want the profit motive and bringing value to consumers this will forever change the way so many things are brought to people that before you know it you're going to get used to it and you'll be listening to politicians who tell you not to enjoy freedom how do we push this back and has there been any thought to it
9: well that's a great question yes at heartland we've um, been working on this issue for some time And a number of other organizations like us who are in the think tank world have also started to tackle it. So we're looking mostly at legislative solutions, bills that either prevent state treasuries from investing in funds that are pro-ESG, and then there's even more radical bills that prevent ESGs from being used to discriminate against people in the state by any means whatsoever.
4: I am livid at the way in which capitalism has been bastardized by Republicans and Democrats. Clearly. Uh, when an autopsy of the destruction of American prosperity is done. George W. Bush's name will be at the chapter one. However, Barack Obama, along with Joe Biden, have really implemented this system of the people giving unfettered Amer- dollars of the country to organizations that, to bolster up an economy. So when you look at BlackRock and you realize they've got 14 $13, 11000000000000 trillion of the Federal Reserve money, they're forever steering that money to bolster up companies they like and go after companies they don't, how do you claw that back? Because under a capitalist system, none of that would exist.
9: Exactly. No, that's a big part of the problem is there's a revolving door between those left-wing administrations and then the entities that they're supposed to be regulating. And so you have the wolf guarding the hen house. And if we don't do something to stop 100 percent regulatory capture, then there's almost going to be no stopping it or it's going to be a lot harder fight. And like you stated, BlackRock is already in cahoots with the Fed. That is the money printer. And if they're in cahoots with the money printer itself, they have almost practically unlimited access to capital. And Biden proved that when he just started printing dollars out of thin air on mass.
4: I walked around with an arrogance because I never thought this could happen in a country like America. I really, and I'm dead serious about that. The idea that we've allowed government to fund hedge funds, to pick and choose winners in investing. How do you, I mean, they're all invested in companies that are part of the Chinese Communist Party. Will they go after companies that want to get started and produce in America? How can we possibly combat this when 90% of the public has no interest in that that last discussion we just had? They have no interest in that fact that we are forever sold out and invested in a communist party that pretends to be a country.
9: Well, you're exactly right. I think under the Trump administration, you started to see a little bit of the turning of that tide on trade policy. But that's the problem is people like us who believe in free markets and free trade— they use the people who want that centralization of power under ultimately government authority have used those arguments against us to create a situation just like you described where we're effectively sending capital to China to undermine domestic producers of things that we need.
4: This is something that was exposed um there's a book a few years ago called Confessions of an Economic Hitman. This is something that our government has been doing to third world and second world countries. Forever destroying the The currency and the possibility of prosperity in those countries. How can I interpret this ESG movement as anything other than what the CIA has been doing to South American countries and Eastern European countries, which is misusing regulation, forever casting in debt and damning the ability for an honest business, an honest company or honest people to thrive?
9: Yeah, there's no doubt there. It's the exact same playbook that you just described that they've been using in third world countries to try to get them to do various things that they want. And now that there's a name to it, this ESG system that's being implemented very rapidly across the entire global economy, but particularly in America with these leading hedge fund companies, uh, there's very little uh, that could be done to turn it back if it's allowed to completely metastasize. And I'd add to that the george soros uh revolution playbook that has been used throughout the last couple of decades on to create social chaos and then you see how he's funding district attorney races over here so that the rule of law means less and less and our sense of physical security is less and less and then you add on top of that all the monetary inflation and now with the slowing economy stagflation you begin to see a playbook for a type of revolution
4: We dodged a bullet under the Obama administration with the idea that we did fight back cap-and-trade. I think people lose sight of that. When cap-and-trade, even though it was not explained but propagandized, once the people realized there was this entity, this creation of profiteering by corporations selling the right to pollute, they rejected it. These scoundrels didn't really go away. They just went and hid for a few years, hoping people forgot it. This ESG is merely cap-and-trade under a different, more controlling fraud on the system. Are there enough Democrats left that reject the idea of selling the license to operate and pollute to hold it back again? Or is it the inevitable fraud where the profiteers of of totalitarianism will swoop in and destroy the quality of life.
9: Well, one can hope. I mean, if it wasn't for Joe Manchin and maybe to some extent, Kristen Cinema, I think we would have a much harder time than what we have right now. But when you start looking at the polling for what's going to happen in the upcoming elections, it is critically important that people realize how tight it's becoming. And if we allow absolute one party control in this country, it's just going to cascade downhill and you wind up with something akin to what they have in china their social credit system is not unlike the esg score
4: you know there's that old expression those who can do those who can't teach it's funny when i think back to my own education and you realize that i didn't learn what i know about the economy in school i learned it because i wanted to make money because i had to learn it i wanted to go into the money business the education system when i went to school comparative to now is leaps and bounds ahead of what these kids are seeing as they are taught by Marxists and frauds and children who are regurgitating ideologies that have destroyed societies since they were written a paper in uh, the communist manifesto. Are there enough people that are aware of exactly how detrimental this ESG and this new eco-Nazism is to society or are we damned by our own free education system and the idea that these kids are somehow smart?
9: Well, you're 100% right. The threat is very real and their wagons are being circled. But there are a couple of rays of hope that give me some sense of optimism. One in the education system is, especially during the COVID lockdown, we saw a rash across the state of school choice bills getting passed, even in states that historically never had one, like Kentucky and West Virginia. And now in Arizona, they just passed a universal school choice education savings account program. So hopefully that, to me, means parents are waking up to the fact that the government school system has become little more than indoctrination centers. That's a multi-year project, but it's something that hopefully could turn things around. And then other than that, Heartland does a lot of polling on the environment issue One of the things that we found is if you ask people, do you want the government to help protect the environment, everybody inevitably says yes, because that's a fairly anodyne question. But if you ask somebody, okay, are you willing to spend something like $10 more per month on your electricity bill in order to make that happen? All of a sudden, the response is just tanked to well below 50 percent. So I think at a gut level, people still do seem to get it.
4: I hope so, David. But when you look at California, the most beautiful state, not only in the country, but around the world, as far as I see it, the most Um, natural resource, blessed state, and you see that they've committed suicide in their energy Mm -hmm. sector. You see that they've committed suicide in their water supply, even with their forestry. And those are supposed to be people who are smart and informed, and they're doubling down on stupid, and now they're displaying their willful servitude to a corrupt government as they listen to the government that tells them to raise their air conditioning to 81 degrees after 4 p.m., That's the part that, you know, quite honestly, scares me about the future.
9: Yes, it's a crime what they've done to California. I love, I used to love visiting the state of California. Now I'm not so sure. But you're right, it's a gorgeous place and they have tremendous resources and human capital and natural resources. And yet now the far left, to show you how much gall they have, are clearly grooming Gavin Newsom, probably the most failed governor since I can remember. You're a president, it's insane.
4: He's going to run in 2024. There's no question about it. I'm just hoping there's a pushback from his own party, which is the ones he devastates. You know, it's like Chicago, Illinois, New York. uh, Pick a Democrat hellhole. They're all run by people who pretend that they're picking one favorite class over another, whether it be race or income level. Time in and time out. Those are the people who suffer the most. It's always hardest for the people that the government says they're helping. That's who's always going to suffer, whether it's income or race. I'm hoping the failure is obvious enough that there's a pushback. When you see such acceptance of these political, I call them political whores because there's no other word for them, that you can buy and sell like juicy fruit. And this is the other part of your background I want to go into. I disagree with the bulk of the Republican Party who think that the answer is, to put more and more and more money into this process of corruption, this duopoly of politics. Can we get restraints, the only place they're supposed to be in this country, on government, when you have this acceptance of runaway corruption?
9: Right. I mean, that's the thing is, I remember when they were debating McCain-Feingold and other campaign finance reforms a lot of Republicans have made, the, and people on the right in general made the argument that, well, we don't want to interfere with this more or less free marketplace. But then the end result winds up being exactly the type of corruption you just described. So I feel like it makes sense. Regulating businesses and commerce, generally not a good idea. Regulating government,
7: 100%.
4: And it's the only place where there is no regulation, where corruption is open and notorious. Pay-to-play, which is perfected in Chicago, is now the mainstream. And I remember thinking, I didn't like John McCain. I liked that bill, and I was the only one. I listened to how people in the Republican Party were propagandized to to insist on their own demise by allowing corporations and and industries to bribe politicians. And it does explain why we were in this place now where, whether it's big pharma, the military-industrial complex, big energy, whatever it is, the one who bribes the most politicians... Does the best. There is no recession on K Street, only on Main Street. we got to put this genie back in the bottle, don't we?
9: No, absolutely. And, you know, how to do that regulation is a tricky business because it's just like, you know, water rolls downhill, money rolls, rolls towards D.C. So finding the right way to do it where it doesn't just wind up in some type of shadowy organization or if that's what you prefer, then that's another outcome. But you need to understand how those regulations are going to play out in the real world. But there's no doubt that something has to be done, no matter what regulations get passed. It's amazing to me how the George Soros of the world always find a way to have undue influence.
4: Yeah, I hate the idea that we go down to these walking punchlines. And, you know, that's all you can do. We, we, we I, My first interview today was of a comedian. And when you think about the flaws and the ridiculousness of these people that become demigods, you have to figure out that the only reason this country ever thrived wasn't because government was in control, but because government was anemic and government was under control over the last 40 years. I can't think of an instance where government has been put in its place and told, no, that's the problem I have.
9: Yeah, that's a hundred percent, right? I mean, you look at what happened under Reagan, there was a lot of good, deregulation, and then you look at overall government spending, and you see it was really just a brief respite from an overall drive towards total government domination. And, you know, they'll allow enough free market people to scrape some dollars together so that it doesn't completely kill the golden goose. But at the end of the day, the march towards centralization of power seems to be almost interrupted. uninterrupted.
4: And doesn't it seem insane that this, this country allowed something like invent, environmental, social, and governance to even be put out there? I mean, have you ever come across somebody that can explain it?
9: Oh, of course not. And that's the thing. These, Especially those issues in particular are almost impossible to define in any realistic way. <laughs> so, any change in climate is within the margin of error. We've proven this. A hundred other people have proven this. But it doesn't matter, because if you have anything that goes against the orthodoxy of scientism on the climate issue, you're not going to get it published in any peer-reviewed academic journal. We've seen it happen a hundred times. So that's the perfect excuse for the left to always need more government control, because you can't prove it or disprove it. So it's the constant boogeyman. And then social, social issues are even more ridiculous. Trying to measure social justice and putting a score to it, is the most absurd thing in the world. No one can define social justice. It's inherently subjective.
4: But they all seem to make a lot of money, and I can't help but notice these founders of these organizations that pop up all seem to go into real estate speculation and other luxuries. And uh, the government that has been predicting the sky is falling since Jimmy Carter said we were going to run out of oil in 35 years never has to admit it's wrong. What the hell is going on, David?
9: Right. No, there's no accountability whatsoever. And the people who are pushing this are the ones who are the the most tightly tied to the system. They are the ones who wind up getting regulatory capture. And what's going to wind up happening is they have all the access to effectively all the private capital. And if you want to start a small business or even a medium-sized business, good luck if you don't play ball.
4: David Hoyt, keep writing articles like this. Keep exposing the truth. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can push back what looks to be... The Trajectory of Servitude. I appreciate everything you do at Heartland. Please keep it up. David Hoyt. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this.
0: He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
4: I think um, when I was doing the James Corsi book, when you realize how much of our problems and our situation are truly self-induced, and it's not because politicians don't know. It's because they do know. You realize that the economic terror terror, we've implemented in South America, on the continent of Africa, in Europe, The way in which we've forever damned these nations, these people, into economic slavery. And you look at what's happening today. ESG. No one can even describe it and everybody supports it. What is it? It is a control mechanism. Take away your wealth, your independence. And if you think it's not coming to individuals, you're wrong. Soon this will be implemented on citizens doesn't just it's not going to stop with companies that agree to participate in a scheme for profiteers who are always the same players those who are in bed with corrupt government they are the oligarchs that have destroyed nations across the world they're doing it right here and they're doing it right now That's why when I played that clip in the beginning of Kamala Harris, the similarity between Hillary Clinton and the mass destruction and profiteering of these countries, the only difference between them is a husband that uh, likes interns. Cheryl, Glenn Ellen.
8: Hi. I heard the green agenda being described as anti-human, and I think that's pretty accurate. Um, If you look up the definition of carbon, it actually is the building block of life. So to ask us to use carbon credit makes me think this is really about controlling our movement, which I think is coming next.
4: Oh, there's no question about it. There's no question about it. This entire movement is about absolute and total control of the only people who had the arrogance to think that their government was a representative republic. We're the only ones. The rest of the world tolerates being slaves to their government. It's it, it. And the problem is, Cheryl, it's winning. That's what makes me sick. I didn't think, whether you were a Democrat or a Republican when I was young, I didn't think any American was going to be a willful slave. Yet here we are, more than half of our country, is demanding servitude to a very corrupt, obviously corrupt government. And this administration, that's the one purpose Joe Biden serves. He is the perfect face of corruption. He should be the head of the Democrat Party. And, um, I
3: agree it's sick.
4: <laughs> well, Cheryl, let's make fun of them. For instance, just think <laughs> about all of the stories Dr. Jill has to tell herself while she's waiting for Viagra to kick in. That is if the Secret Service agent is not playing naked leapfrog with her. Thank you very much, Cheryl. I'll be back after this.
0: Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The
4: Answer. Playing the scary religious music? Is this the omen? Oh. Dan Prof will be able to rattle this off. Classical music genius. And a nerd. However, we got some strange, strange things going on. Um, it's chaos. Chaos. And there's a monkey pock czar. I'm gonna call him a czar. What's his official title? Is coordinator. This is a freak. Freak! We already have that other guy, the bald guy that dresses like a, a s and cross-dressing freak. And uh, I'm not talking about Levine. we got a lot of chaos going on. But in the monkey pock world, I guess they did the casting appropriately. I
8: had two really fast. First, colleges are back in session. HHS told me last week that, that they, if they begin to see an outbreak on a college campus, they'll work to make vaccines more available. I guess this is either of you.
3: Um, but my question is what proactive steps are you taking to make sure there is not an
5: outbreak on a college campus
2: so we're really excited that we've taken a lot of steps before colleges came in session which included creating a toolkit that was for universities i personally got to talk to all of the folks that run the health services in universities and that we've also had engagements with uh, with the higher executives of the universities to make them aware of the resources that we have so
4: that includes a get control scare rather than inform who's at risk, Bobby Fenton, who judging by your costume of leather trousers and a demonic pentagon on your chest. I'm going to guess freaks. Freaks are in danger. Stop freaking around and uh, let the monkey pox go away. Or we could investigate where it's from. I like investigating where things are from. Still got a lot of questions about the COVID, but I have to remember what it did for a God among men how it changed the trajectory of a nation. I remember when Fauci... Uh, But she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And that'd be the same with COVID, right? Same applies to the coronavirus. If she had COVID, she doesn't need to get the COVID shot. She she could get one. It's a different world now. You just were told you have two arms, one for the flu shot, one for COVID. Not to mention there's boosters and no mention of myocarditis. But that would explain the untold deaths that are occurring, setting new records. So you're still wearing your mask, I noticed. Um, Are you uh, vaccinated as well?
3: Yeah, I
4: am. So what's the thought process there? The
3: thought process? I don't have one right now, I guess. Well,
4: this is on a college campus. Thought processes are not very uh, sought after. Uh,
8: Next question. It's always good to wear a mask because we don't know what can happen we're still in a pandemic but we are all vaccinated here so so you're vaccinated as well yeah what's the
4: thought process there
8: um i mean like we should believe that vaccine is like good right now because well the government is telling us to get vaccinated and we should believe that it's good for us and
4: she's got a bright future in the democrat mafia the government's telling you, so you should believe them, because if the government's known for anything, it's telling the truth. There is uh, an excess of deaths above what we would normally expect, and that's what we're going to look at. And there is some pretty um, uh, disconcerting information in this. Yeah, it turns out video, if you took but... the vaccine, you got a bigger heart than you used to have, and that will lead to some deaths. Scott, St. Charles. Yes.
0: Hey, I, I, I heard this song the other day, and the lyrics are, the song is Big Rock Candy Mountain. And I, I was listening to it, and it,
1: it dawned on me, that sounds like the theme song for the Democrats. Just all right, well, we're going to
4: have Squirrel. Squirrel's my song guy. There's not a, he's, it's amazing. I have a, I have a spouse that's very good at this, too. They can name all the words in every song. I have to tell you, I can't do that. But, Scott, I'm not arguing with you. I think you're right. We're going to see if we can get an example of it and make sure that everyone else knows you're right. In the meantime, take a look at Bobby Fenton on Twitter. I'm not kidding you, brother, and then realize who's in control of this government. Thank you very much. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health, and as your ash, I will continue that focus. Says the 60-year-old man in a push-up bra and a pencil skirt. Mike, on the south side. Hey, hey, hey. I got through it short of the end of your program,
2: but I was telling you, call Screener, my wife was in the emergency room a week ago today. There was a nurse in there bragging that she had been boosted five times. I don't know if you could get boosted five times, but she'd been boosted five times. Now, just said, to
4: make sure, I don't want to do the Kamala Harris definition of boosted. We're talking about the vaccine, not the Willie uh, Correct give you a promotion okay good go ahead no 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 no. correct correct
2: she she had got her probably initial ones and then you know i guess you could go and get you know jabbed however many times you want and then she said and i'm gonna go get the shingle shot and i told her
4: i told her i said you know to my wife i was like don't say anything like her belly's gonna be glowing at night yeah (laughs) these are crazy times mike can you believe this seriously can you believe it not to mention did you notice uh, that all of the people advising us are funny looking or is it just me i really believe this well, is why god gave us well, two arms well, we're one we're watch, for the flu it,
2: shot yeah, and we're watching and the other one for yeah, the we're watching watching a circus yeah. a, we're watching a circus right now i mean if you look at washington dc you got the donkeys it's like a circus the donkeys leading around these
4: trained elephants you got a bearded lady you know the whatever that person yeah is. but our side's you, got you, old lady face mitch mcconnell it's nothing we could lean oh, on kid thank you mike oh, i appreciate painful. it All very right. much Listen to this. I really believe this is why God gave us
0: two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot.
4: Or the Melrose Park Italian salute. You need two arms for that. You watching me now on the stream? Look at. Here's how you do it, squirrel. Whenever one of these rat cartoon characters that belong in a carnival tell you to put something in your arm, you go like this. You see? Matt, Mount Greenwood.
2: Hey Sean, good to talk to you. When you saw that when you saw that cigar shop, I still want to buy that bulldog from you. But the bulldog uh, is coming with me, baby.
4: We're all moving to Florida with the cigars. Uh, Go ahead.
2: I'll see you down sometime. Hey, my wife's a nurse in an undisclosed hospital, and she's refusing to take any boosters. But uh, it's interesting; they're not going to fire her because they need these nurses, and she's standing up against them. And I tell you what, there's a lot of nurses who are following suit, and or there's nurses who are. Afraid to your point, they're afraid to stand up and say anything. This Matt, is a union. Yeah.
4: I will never forget in the midst of it, I was doing a show. I think, I don't even know if it was my show, I might have been filling in. And I had a wonderful, brilliant guy call up, and he was a teacher, and he had kids. And he either had to take it or he was going to lose his job. And he didn't want to take it, but he also didn't want to lose his job. And there's not a, a story that goes by on the vaccine that I don't think about that guy. And my heart breaks for the position he was put into by his government. That's the deal's off. The deal's off. They're not representatives. They're rulers. And these funny-looking freaks married to unattractive women who all look like they have hail damage will not push me around. I'll be back after this. He
0: will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. In the big rock candy mountains,
1: there's a land that's
0: fair and bright, where the handouts grow on bushes, and you sleep out every night, where the boxcars all are empty, and the sun shines
2: every day.
0: On the birds and the bees and the cigarette trees, the lemonade springs where the bluebird
4: sings in the bleak rock candy mountains. Nice call. Nice call. The it's the good news about the depression. Meandering the around hopeless. Quality of music. Comedy. It's much better than now. We can make fun of these foolish looking fools. Tom, Blue Island.
2: Hey, Sean, that, that uh, fella didn't lead you wrong. That song, The Big Rock Candy Mountain, is from a movie called Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou, which is based on the Odyssey by Homer. The movie's wild. George Clooney's it. in it and a bunch of other, and, you know, John mid-90s Goodman. Uh, liberal.
4: John Goodman. Yeah, liberal. Is an pa- excellent part. Excellent part.
2: Uh, hey. And There's I don't a line like in that song here. that goes where they got the, where they shot the jerk that invented work in the big rock candy mountain.
4: I like the fact that they <laughs> ran night, the buddy. politician out on a rail, which is exactly <laughs> what we need to do. Thank you, Tom. Susan, West Chicago.
3: Sean, I love everything about you except that awful music you play at the start of your show, and I know what? just what you reap. I want you to replace it with Twisted Sister. Oh, I never liked Twisted Sister.
4: Are you kidding me? i, I got to tell you, I like Eminem. Huh? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, not give to it, mention, on, give it a, one of the guys who I first used to fill in, <laughs> one of the guys who did Squirrel's job was a wonderful guy, and he introduced that song to me, and I loved it. Thank you very much, though, so, Susan. We're open to things, and we can always put them in on the bumper. Isn't that right, Squirrel? Another song I love, I'm going to tell you, Played in the Elvis movie, which I recommend immensely.
6: There must be
0: lights burning brighter somewhere, got to be birds. Flying higher in a sky more blue If I can dream of a better land Where all my brothers walk hand in hand Tell me why, oh why, oh why Can't my dream come true? Oh why, there must be peace and understanding Sometimes Strong winds of promise That will blow away
2: All the doubt And fear If I can dream Of a warmer sun Where hope keeps shining
0: Oh, ever be one Tell me why Oh, why Oh, why Won't that sun earth
4: only 42 it's only one i'm sorry i wasn't going to interrupt the king in the meantime have a great safe night if you're in chicago serpentine in the meantime i'll be back in 21
7: don't just have a great night
4: have an american night